It's the Planet Mikey Podcast, sponsored by Leonard Hair Transplant Associates in Boston, Newton, Braintree, Worcester, Warwick, Rhode Island, and Salem, New Hampshire. Call 1-800-GET-HAIR for your free consultation with Dr. Leonard and Dr. Lepresti. Produced by the amazing Bill Smith, the Navy veteran who's been a radio legend since before FM was even a thing. A man who actually met Elvis and Ben Kitchen, whose legend is growing, but ever more slowly than the jock itch fungus on his privates. He is a fun guy. <laughs> a fun guy. <laughs> and the former lifeguard at Sperry's Glen Swimming Hole in Bolton, Connecticut, and currently America's top-rated lift driver, Emmy Award-winning TV host and sexy international playboy, Mikey Adams. Mikey! What the hell was that? <laughs> what was that? Stepped on a thing. That was a thing. Yeah. It's not like a... <laughs> uh, thank you, Peter Puller. Nice intro again. How are you guys doing? Very good. Very good. Very good. Yeah. good. I just want to get this done right away, off the top, if, if you don't mind. What it's, is it? This would be the saddest part of our podcast. Normally, we're a happy little podcast. Yes. And uh, although I just got to say this because there's a lot of I think a lot of people listen to this podcast from my home state of Connecticut, where <laughs> where the early part of my career you know never really took off, uh, but I did spend some time there. And uh, a couple weekends ago on Saturday, we lost at uh, the WFSB alumni lost uh, a very beloved uh, member of our family, uh, Denise Desenzo, who passed oh. away at the age of sixty one. Suddenly. At home of a heart attack, I believe. Her family believes it's a heart attack. And it was just a very sad moment. And I know a lot of people that listen to this, you know, maybe were Channel 3 viewers, WFSB Channel 3 viewers uh, back in the days when I was there, late 80s and early 90s. And um, so uh, we have a, a couple of her, Denise's coworkers, yeah. um, Hilton Catterley and Gail King paying tribute to the late Denise DeCenzo here with some audio tape for the you. The Gail King? Uh, the Gail King from CBS This Morning, yeah. Oprah's best friend. And and they're, they're, they worked together for a long, long time. First, shall we do Gail King? Gail King talking about Denise DeCenzo here on CBS This Morning. Now, I worked with Denise DeCenzo for many years. She was, there we are, wow. she was there for 33 years. I was there for 18. Uh, her colleagues are grief-stricken. De- Denise, I can say... Had a variety of hairdos, which is funny to me now. She won 11 Emmys in her career. Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont described her as a news legend, which is true. She is survived by her husband and her daughter. And this is the thing, guys. It's one of those things that's so shocking when you receive the news. Because Denise, at 61, was in great shape. She was in great health. I talked to her husband and her daughter yesterday, who says she felt a little indigestion in the morning. She took some Tums, went upstairs to go to bed. But to take a little nap, he checked on her four hours later, and she was dead. It was that shocking. And we're all still sort of reeling about this. I talked to many people over the weekend. I saw John LaPook at a dinner party last night, and he said, one of the most important things you can do is say to people, I was thinking about you. That's very, very valid. When You you know, you got to say hello and visit people that you care about because things like this can happen, and then it's too late. It's too late. Hilton Catterley worked with Denise. He was the weather guy. And a (laughs) Very popular Connecticut weatherman, uh, Hilton Cattle. He retired some years ago, but he and Denise worked together for a long time, and he, he was really shook up to hear about uh, Denise DeCenzo. My fondest memories are the times when Denise and I worked on the muscular dystrophy telethon. 
and her compassion and her love for the kids was there for everyone to see. I know those of you in the audience picked up on that strongly every fall. You're going to be missed, Denise. We loved you. We admired you. We were honored to be called your friend. Wow. <laughs> he was a, 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 just a mess talking about that because they worked together every single night you know, for a long, long time. And I got to tell you the funniest Hilton Catterley story. First of all, he was extremely popular. He was a very kind of, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> well, Hilton Catterley, he'd call a, a bad storm a gollywhopper. We got a gollywhopper coming in tonight. <laughs> well, uh, you know. So he was um, a lot of fun to work with. Uh, and he... He, my first night anchoring ever on Channel 3, they had this thing they did at Channel 3 where there was a, a promo. Don Lark would say, well, coming up, you know, the legislature has voted on this. Then he'd say, Denise. And then they'd show Denise, and she'd say, Don, this is, this is also happening, and blah, blah, blah. And then she'd say, Hilton. And he'd say, well, the weather's going to be <laughs> And he was supposed to say, Mike. He didn't know who I was because it was my first night. <laughs> he had no idea. So and he looked over, and he's supposed to say, you know, whoever's doing sports, you know, if it was Dave Smith, Dave, and Dave would go, oh, the Whalers. No. He looked at me, and he just had a blank look on his face, like, who's this guy? <laughs> like, who is this? And I'm like sitting there. I said, Hilton, thank you. <laughs> I just r jumped in there. How the hell is he going to know? I, I had never anchored before. He didn't know who the hell I was. Oh, I have that tape somewhere. It's, uh... This morning is one for the record books here <laughs> atop. Mount Washington. Next to gardening, though, this is the experience most of you tell me you remember. This is indeed a day for the record books. Hilton Catley, reporting for Channel 3, Eyewitness News, through the top Mount Washington. As the wind blows him off Mount Washington, <laughs> it's one of the great bloopers of all time. Anyway, the sad news about Denise, and I know all my friends from Channel 3 uh, era are, are sad as well, along with me and all of the viewers as well. It was a very tough thing. Um, now, we, by the way, we will not do any such tribute if Mutt passes away. Oh. Oh. Bill, did you have the over or under <laughs> 10 minutes? Come on. I, I, I'm playing with you. I'm like, playing with you now. I, I need to apologize to the people who are listening to this show for the behavior of our host. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh he's, a, of course he's, a, he's a young man. He's not going to pass away. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to report. <laughs> but you know what? If he does, yeah. there'll be somebody waiting to take his gig. Like he was sitting there waiting to take mine. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Save us, Ben. All right. Nope. No, we're gonna do. By the way, I got four killer jokes for you guys. Okay, this is this is important because this is a Christmas season. It's uh, going to be uh, New Year's Eve. You're going to parties. You yeah. want to take some jokes with you that you can tell at these parties. Mm -hmm. Okay, but before I do, before I do any jokes, let me do the sad news about my last weekend. Set. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, this is a betonline.ag oh. commercial. Oh. I bet last week. And I was ready to rock in, make the big money. I mean, just suck in the cash. I was ready to go. All we I needed was for San Francisco to win by five. I had teased it up, to tease it down. All I needed was San Francisco minus five, and they were ahead by seven at the end of that game. When you know, you remember how the San Francisco game ended? Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, they marched down Atlanta, marches down and wins the game in the last. Ten seconds, two seconds. Ah, ah, ah. I, have a, I have a question. What happened to Nostradamus Adams? Ah, he got real wasted. Yeah, yeah. And kid, he couldn't predict having a good BM. 
you know, th- these days. <laughs> he's just not in. He's not on his game. But he, normally I'm having a good week. And I, I still made money last weekend, by the way. Uh, betonline.ag is where you bet. It's a great, great website. And uh, they have all the availabilities for you, all the different kinds of bets, all the latest odds. You know, there's two, three seasons going now. Baseball and, uh, oops, that's the one it isn't. Hockey. Baseball, huh? <laughs> hockey, basketball, and football are all in full swing. And be sure, if you go to betonline.ag, put in Ben's favorite four, f- uh, f- six number code <laughs> to get your 50%. Uh, CLNS 5-0. Yeah. That's what, what Ben said. Was that CLNS 5-0? Y- yes, it was. That's CLNS. That's the yes. promo code. 5 And <laughs> you can take advantage of that offer where you get 50% welcome bonus. If you haven't gotten on there yet, get on there and get that 50%. It's, it's betonline.ag. It's almost bowl season. Your online sports book experts. Yeah, we don't cover bowling. <laughs> well, although... <sighs> not bowling, you dick. Bowling is right up my alley, though. Let me just tell you something. I because uh, my mind's in the gutter. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm on a roll with this. Seriously, we're, we're going to go on strike. I, not before I split. <laughs> I'll spare you. I'm sorry. So betonline.ag. What's the CLNS fifty? Bill, please could, stop encouraging. Could you him. do me a favor, uh, Ben? Sorry. File that under CLNS copy. Put I'll it over file there. That under file. CLNS fifty. Yep. Under betonline.ag. Right, so do you want me to sprinkle these jokes in one at a time, or no? We don't want to do a whole thing because then it'll be like stand up. By no. the way, speaking of stand up, is Jerry Thornton coming in next week? He is coming in next yeah. week. Nice. And we'll give him a chair so he can sit down. Okay. So are you ready for this? So now we have Mikey's jokes. Well, I'm going to almost scatter them throughout the rest of the podcast. Right. Right? People can cherry pick them and take them to parties. I see. The good thing about podcasts is you can stop, rewind, write them down, and then take write them down if you have to. So these are jokes that if you go to a party, there's a good conversation yeah. starter. So or... this guy, he's a he runs a mortuary. Yeah, that's where dead people you know, they put dead people, and he's got these two uh, assistants, really stupid assistants, Nimrod and Numnuts, huh. and they basically take care of all the dead bodies, and they you know they get them ready for funerals and stuff like that. It's a, it's a mortuary. So one night they've had a lot of business and they're really tired. So the, the boss says, "You know what? I'm going home." You guys finish up the rest of these dead bodies, will you? Because I'm go- I am beat. I need to sleep. I'm done. Don't bother me. Okay. So the Nimrod and Numbnuts are they're doing up the dead bodies, you know, treating them with formaldehyde and whatever. And Nimrod comes across this body. He he flips it over. It's got a cork in its ass. Right in its ass, a cork. So he turns to Numbnuts. He says, "Oh, what do we do here?" Numbnuts says, "I don't know. Pull it out." So he, Nim- Nimrod pulls the Cork out of the guy's ass, and, yeah. and you hear, coming from the guy's ass, you hear, Winchester Cathedral, the Bodio <laughs> Doe. He puts the cork back in. He turns to the other guy. He says, what do we do? That's weird, man. He goes, we've got to call the boss. He goes, no, no, he's sleeping. We can't bother him. No, we got it. This is unbelievable. we got to call him. we got to get him. You know, They call him. They get him down there. The boss walks in. He's tired. He says, what is it? Nimrod says, look at this guy. He says, yeah, he's got a cork in his ass. So what? He goes, to pull it out. So the boss pulls it out, and you hear, Winchester Cathedral, a body you're bringing me down. He puts the cork back in the guy's ass, and he turns to the guy's Nimrod Numbness. He goes, you fucking guys call me all the way down here to hear some asshole sing Winchester Cathedral. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so that's one of those jokes you could take with you, right? <laughs> you can go to the party <laughs> with the Nimrod and Numbnuts joke. Now somebody's going to do that, you know. Okay. Now something, 
Something that's not a joke is the this. I'm in the business of <laughs> deciphering disclaimers because yes. I love to find out. Yeah, these medicines they advertise they spend big money. Oh, you know uh, they have a million of them. You know they they, they oh oh what's that one that's Ozempic? Ozempic, yeah. yes. Yeah. Oh, Ozempic, you know, yeah. oh, I can lose weight too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Ozempic, and I don't even know what it's for. But it's not a weight loss drug. But everybody anything. feels happy, you can yeah. tell at the end of it, so it must be something good. Yeah. So I'm watching, there's this lady, she's the mo- she's like the director of a marching football band, and she's out there, and she's talking about, hey, dang, dang, she's marching, Jardians. Okay, well, I don't know, what's it for, Jardians? Do we know what it's for? Type 2 diabetes. Okay, so it's a, it's a drug you take if you have type 2 diabetes. Yep. Yes. However, my ears perk up when I hear the disclaimers. So you get like 15 seconds of... What it can do to you, aside from help you. Well, first they they show you, hey, this is what it's for. And then they give you 45 seconds of the stuff. Giants can cause dehydration, vaginal yeast infection, yeast infection of the penis, ketoacidosis. I mean, there's a lot of serious stuff that it can give you. But here's here's the one that made me... Made me perk up and say, "What the hell? What, what is? is what does this have to do with this? Necrotizing fasciitis, fasciitis, or however it's yeah. pronounced. Yeah. Necrotizing. You know what it is? Must have something to do with uh, death. A rare, a rare. <laughs> <laughs> Good it's, call. Yeah. It's Good a call. rare but serious bacterial infection that causes damage to the tissue under the skin in the area between and around your anus and genitals." Oh, the taint. The perineum. Yeah. Now, I didn't even know I had a perineum, but apparently everybody does. This this bacterial infection has has happened in women and men who take Jardians and may lead to hospitalization, multiple surgeries, and death. Holy crap. Oh, and they get to the, why do they put the death last? It could lead, it could kill you is what they should say. No, it could lead to hospitalization. Yep. People, okay, surgeries, okay, or death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. All this because you've got some fungus among us down around your perineum, which is your anus and your genitalia, the all t- because you did take this medicine? Taint, we prefer. Taint. Yeah. Grundle. Same. <laughs> Just look for the boss's anus, and then Joey's nose will follow. Oh, God. Okay, now, so... Necrotizing. That's just something to remember, okay? If someone says to you, oh, I'm sorry, you have necrotizing fasciitis, go right to the hospital yourself. Don't let them wait and take you. Go there before death. Before death. That's it. He's he's on his way out. (laughs) (laughs) That's my fake cough, by the way. It's a good one, isn't it? That's that's a good one. Yeah. It's like Wilfred Brimley does that. Wilfred Brimley. That's right. All right, so what? I'm just trying to cover everything that we said we were going to cover in this. Yes. What did you want to cover, Ben? What? No, but was there anything? <laughs> was there anything you wanted to cover? Because I got stuff. First of all, I'm still. What is it, Mikey? Pissed off. What? Well, you know I had to move out of Marlboro, Massachusetts at one point in my life because of this thing called right to shelter. Oh, you, you didn't have to. You yeah, chose. no, I did. I okay. To. I had to. Okay. Well, right to shelter is basically Massachusetts being one of two, I think two states, I think New York might be the other one, yeah. that says, okay, if you're homeless, we'll give you a hotel. Wait a minute. 
a hotel, like yeah. a like hotel suite? A, a hotel room. Yeah, we'll give you a hotel room. And an average hotel, you know, out in the suburbs costs about $100 a night. Yeah. If you're homeless in Massachusetts, we, there's a law called right to shelter, and they will... Now, by, by the way, just so you know, I, I feel bad for homeless people, and they're, but they're homeless for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, drug uh, addiction, uh, mental illness, uh, bad luck. Mm-hmm. You know, they if they smell funny, sometimes they don't. People make them move out. The point is that when you have a law in your state called right to shelter, and you guarantee someone shelter, okay, the shelters are filled up. This shelter's filled up. These apartments that we subsidize are filled up. Here, you know what? Here's a hotel. $100 a night. Now, how much is that a month? $3,000 a month per family or person. For one room. For one room. Okay. 3000 bucks a month. So the estimates are that uh, there are 4,563. And just to be clear, <laughs> the, the hotels aren't doing this out of the goodness of their heart. Well, no, right? they get paid. Okay. But I, I don't know that it's good for business to have a, a hotel full of homeless people. But then again, who, where does, who are they getting paid by? Yeah, who are they getting paid by? The state. The state. That means, Which means you yeah. and me oh. and Ben. We're, we're all paying for this. Isn't that nice? Now, I, I, I'm I, a better guy than I thought. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I feel bad for anybody that's homeless. And I, like I said, but when you say, okay, Massachusetts, we have this, and, and let's say they don't have it in Connecticut, or they don't have it in New Hampshire, or New York, or they don't have it in, in other... If you're a homeless person living in Connecticut, you're going to say, I'm going to move to New to Massachusetts. Oh, because old, to be homeless there, I get a hotel room. The old magnet effect. With a free continental breakfast, yeah. nice clean towels every day. It's R- safe. It's warm. It's heated. Housekeeping. Exactly. Yeah. My point being, if you're going to have that policy, it better be a, fe- a federal policy or people are going to, homeless people, are going to flock to your state. Correct? Mm-hmm. Am I wrong in thinking that? No. I mean, isn't that incentive for people to come to Massachusetts as homeless people? It is. And live here instead. Yeah. Okay. So I understand that. But what would be the solution? Do you have a solution to... Uh... Well, yes, I do. Oh. Yeah, I gotta, I'm, I'm going to have them all just move in with me at my place in Newport. <laughs> um, a thousand people per month in Massachusetts are homeless and under the, under the right to shelter in hotels. So that's, what, three million? Wow, that's a good man. I mean, I had to do it all. I had to mark it down. A hundred a thousand times a hundred, that's a hundred dollars a night times a thousand people is yeah. is a hundred thousand yeah. per day for us to pay for this program. A hundred thousand dollars per day, which is three million dollars per month. Wow. So it costs the state three million dollars a month to have this very kind policy of uh, right to shelter. But doesn't it make more sense with that $3 million a month to build more shelters that aren't in hotels, mm. that are somewhere where everybody's centrally located in the same – does that make more sense? You're dealing with Democrats. Build the shelters. Yeah. You could make a lot of nice homeless shelters for $3 million a month. Yep. You could keep building them. Real nice. Put a lot of people to work, and guess what? Now you still have the property. Now they're paying hotels. The money's just flying into the pockets of the, the Holiday Inns of the world. Mm. So what do you think? I think it's a great idea. Makes sense, Mikey. Stop making sense. I'm going to run for governor. I it's am. a good uh, Talking Heads live album. Stop making sense. Yeah. It's, absolutely. I love the Talking Heads. Yeah.
this is not my beautiful house. <laughs> well, how did I get here? Well, the state paid for you. <laughs> Good one. Don't you love the talking heads? I do. Remain in Light well. is the album I love. Once in a Lifetime is my favorite talking head song, but they're fabulous. And I, I even have a bunch of jackets, little David Byrne jackets with big giant shoulders. Wow. Take Me to the River. That one's mine. It is? Yeah. Not burning down the house? No. Anyway, Bill, so psycho killer. My, my point is, if they're going to do things like this not about the song, he is a psycho killer. <laughs> if they're going to do stuff like this, I'm not trying to come down on, on homeless people because I understand they have. But here's what happened. Here's why I had to move out of Marlboro. Yeah. My son was in third grade, and and because his school was near where the hotels are, there was an influx of a lot of the kids that were kids of homeless, you know, homeless kids. Yeah. And they were coming in to the classroom and saying stuff like, you know, go. Sleep your mother, you know, third graders and, and stuff, and they, and they were be, they were physically uh, troublesome. Yeah, these kids. They, I won't I won't say it's part violent, but they were trouble. And so now your kid's in school and he's in third grade. He's coming home learning all these phrases that uh, you know he shouldn't have had been exposed to. Mm-hmm. And that's why I moved. I said I'm going to move to a town that has no hotels. So I live in Upton. Mm-hmm. They don't even have a red light. They don't even have a red light in Upton. Now, Tom Steyer will hear that and he'll say, what, no hotels in Upton? I'm going okay, yeah, yeah, to build one right now. By the way, Tom Steyer, oh. I'm, so, I'm sick of that guy already. Thank uh. God he's not going to ever be president. I know. He seems like a nice guy, but I think he's just misguided. If anybody's going to pay him all that money, and Michael, Michael Bloomberg's the same thing. He's paying all that money to, to I think this a, it's a self-ego stroke. Yeah, for him know, it is. Because I don't think either of them are going to be president. Do you? No. No. No, 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 no. You want joke number two? You have another joke. <laughs> you don't want it? I don't. I, I'll, well, no, I, that's know, all right. If I, you don't want it, I'll be attending a holiday I party, just... and I, I just might need something to, you know, start a conversation or you know, introduce myself to some people I don't know. That was disgusting. I'll just blow my nose over here. Jesus. So if I came up to a, a nice couple and say, "Hey, uh, hi, I'm Bill," and you know, they tell me their name and everything, and they say, "You know, hey, did you ever hear this one? What would it be?" Uh, here's one for you. This guy has a car accident, and he accidentally his penis gets cut off in this car accident, so yeah. he's got no Ooh. penis. Oh, God. And luckily, the guy that he had the car accident with was driving a, a truck for the zoo, yeah. and it had an elephant in the back of the truck. So the dead elephant died, and they took the, the trunk from the elephant, and they sewed it onto the guy in the hospital uh, as a replacement penis form. He, he, he actually... Had that transplanted onto his body, so instead of having his own penis, he had an elephant uh, trunk oh. for a penis. And it took him a while. He was very self-conscious, of course. You know, he didn't want to go out in public or whatever. Finally, he got up the nerve to go out, go out to a uh, uh, one of those uh, golden buffets. Yes. So he's at the golden buffet, and he's standing, standing next to this other guy. He's in line, and all of a sudden, his... His, pant, his pants fly open, and this elephant trunk comes out, grabs a hard roll, and goes back down into his pants. And the other guy goes, whoa, that's unbelievable. Can you do that again? The guy says, I don't know if my asshole can take another hard roll. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's joke number two. These are ho- holiday joke, jokes. Joke. <laughs> Bring them to your parties. Yep. All right, let's talk Hibbing, Minnesota. Oh, the birthplace Please. of Bob Dylan. Oh, is that what? Holy cow, you knew that? That's right. 
By you know, way, I had a little anyone, note. Uh, more Bob, overrated than Bob Dylan? Bobby Zimmerman. Well, when he was uh, when he first began. You know, you got a lot of nerve. I, I got to ask you this, uh, though. It, I left my notes at home. Yeah. I, can you Google search Hibbing, Minnesota, just real quick? Because I'm going to tell you off the top of my head. Yeah. Not just Bob Dylan. I had Gino Capaletti on my TV show, and he's talking about he's from Hibbing, Minnesota. Gino. He was talking about how Bob Dylan's from there. Yeah. But do you know how many? It's 16,000 people live in Hibbing, Minnesota. Yeah. Do you know who's who's from there? Remember Gary Puckett and the Union Gap? Yes. Gary Puckett. Remember? Younger. Get out of my mind. That's yeah. He's from there. Roger Maris. Kevin McHale. Kevin McHale is from Hibbing, Minnesota. Wow. But there's more. There's more. It's not, look here's, at, get, here's one right up uh, your alley. Chichi LaRue, famous porn director. Film director. How about uh, uh, Robert Mondavi, the wine, oh, the wine entrepreneur? Is, sure. Vincent Bugliosi. They wrote that book in cold blood. And he he wrote the Helter Skelter book. That's it. That's what I meant, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we, But the one that struck me was Gary Puckett, because, you know, I mean, Bob, never mind Bob Dylan. <laughs> never mind Roger Maris and Kevin McHale. Gary Puckett yeah. of, of Union Gap fame from Hibbing, Minnesota, which is a 16,000-person, you know, northern Minnesota shithole. Yeah. And they're all from there, all these famous people. There's something in the water there. There could be. <laughs> I just want to mention Hibbing, Minnesota, because if I... Joe told... Bretto. Joe. Professional. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just going to well, start reading them. You know, we should do a, a <laughs> podcast from Hibbing. We should travel out there. Carl no, Jacob. that's okay. So you guys ever play the name game? We're going to play the name game. We'll start here. Gus Hall, go. Gus. No, 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 we're not. Gus is too... too... <laughs> the name game is this. <laughs> And, and how would, how do we come up with the name game? Well, it's for long trips in the car. Well, I have a disclaimer before we even begin. What? I suck at this game. How do you know? Because he sucks at all games. I've, it's right. So, Seriously? Oh, yeah. You ever play horseshoes? Yeah, well, I'm good at that. See? See? He says, hey, he doesn't suck at all games. Ah, does he? Yeah, yes, he did, didn't I? Dad? I didn't say all games. By the way, I heard the nudies. I'm so, this pajamagram shit, I know I talked about it last week, but yeah. I... I thought I was, you know, I, I mentioned that Greg Hill yep. did it, yep, and he did a fine job, great job, and uh, and then I heard Dale do it, and did, it made me kind of sick. Yeah, but he did a good job. Yeah, but it's like you know, and I just there's something about Dale saying the word nude. He did he did that in one take. I might add, did he? Yes. See, I see Dale with with flannel pajamas with the. The butt flap in the back that opens up, <laughs> checking his stocking. How often do you see him like that? Far too often, Dale. <laughs> Far too often, Dale. I would like to apologize for the behavior. But of he, our the, host. worse than that, I know they give the same copy to everybody on the station because I heard Mutt do it too, and it was like, ah, now I got to think of Mutt's monkey nude ass. Anyway, <laughs> whoops. The, <laughs> the name game goes like this: Ben, wake up. I'm awake. Wake up. Smell the coffee. Yep. Kind of a. The name game is where where one of you picks one of us picks a name, uh, and it's a male males a male name a first name, and you go fast as you can rapid fire, and oh, if you have God. five seconds and you can't think of one uh-huh. you're out, and that's how you win each round. Good. We've had games that went two hours. We're not going to do a two hour game here today, but I want fit <laughs> <Thank> God. <laughs> well, we could. Some people have podcasts that are two hours. It's true, <laughs> Kirk. That's why I don't listen. Too fucking long. Oh God. Um, pick a name, Ben. Any name, quick. No. 
You no? S- no, you start with the name. Uh, not- Bob. Bob, okay. Yeah, go ahead. You go first. Famous Bobs. Bob Duvall. Bob Newhart. Bob Keeshan. Bob De Niro. Bob Crane. Bob Duliba, former Red Sox right-hander. Bob Stanley. Another former Red Sox right-hander. Bobby Orr. Bob Boone. Bobby Grish. Bob De Niro. See, now it would be down to me and Ben. That's right. Goodbye. Uh, so you can go with, uh, did you say Duvall already? I did. Why did you say it so early? I was saving That's that my one. my first one. Okay. Wait a minute. Uh, did I say Bob De Niro? Did already, somebody already say I did. Bob De Niro? You did? I did. Oh, Jesus. Bobby Darren. Go ahead. I'm out. Ben's out too. Ben, Damn it! I win. See, that's how. Damn it! I was okay. Now, now was already said. Now you pick a name. I pick a name. Yeah. Okay. It's one to nothing, by the way. David. David Suskind. <laughs> well, that's a really <laughs> shitty pull for the first one. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> David Robinson. Uh, David Field. Suck up, Dave yeah. DeBusher. Come <laughs> <laughs> for these old school guys, man. Um. Oh, Jesus! It's not awful. as hard as you just think Dave. Dave, my brother. That's not a famous person. He is in the advertising community. Ah, uh, see? There you go. That's Dave a, Logan. Dave Letterman. Oh, good one. Yeah, they, they're all good. <laughs> Dave? I'm, I'm done. I got nothing. Uh, Dave Dunn? Dave Dunn. Dave Dunn. Dave Bieber. Dave Davies. Ray Davies' oh. brother from the Kinks. Go ahead. Good so one. I can play this game all night. Oh. Well, Bill and I are tapped out. Dave and Goliath. <laughs> Davy Jones of the Monkeys. Keep Davey, going. Davy Jones's locker. Dave. Uh, Dave. Pr- David Price. Dave Brubeck. Oh, oh he's coming back. Good one. Good That's one. He's a perfect back. lead into take five. We're going to take five right here for a moment of uh, of commerciality here oh. regarding the one eight hundred get hair guy. Now, Ben has hair. I do. Smitty, you. You could have gone to him. You know, I should. You know, at age 48, you look pretty good. Uh, thanks. God bless you. I have, I had uh, uh, an important epiphany about, about my hair. What is it? Well, it's when I was working at The Zone. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Leonard uh, approached me and said, would you like to do a commercial for your hair replacement? I'll replace it for you, and then you can do the commercial. And I, was, I had the bald spot in the back, and it was really annoying. It's like a signal to space. I said, yes, I, I'll do that. So he did the procedure on my head yep. with my own hair. You know, he takes hair out of the – most people have an abundance of hair on the side or yep. on the back. Yep. And the baldness either is in the front or in the back of the top. Mm-hmm. That's where it usually happens. So he took hair from the side and the back of my hair, transplanted it into my bald spot on the top, eliminated the bald spot. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. Because – it's not, I mean, it's your own hair. So you say, well, how weird is that? Well, they just take some hairs and put them in it, Same color. I have to say, I, I was curious, so I looked up close yeah. at the work then. Yeah. It looks like a normal head. It does. I was expecting to see, like, plugs and lines. No. And all. No, it's perfect. Nothing. It's just it's just hair. It's growing. It's mine. So, and so it gr- that's why you were picking at him like a monkey? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was looking. Like a monkey <laughs> sifting through for bugs. Right. Stay still, Mikey. I'm like, <laughs> you missed one on my back. <laughs> There, but the thing is that it's it's really the the way the the way the thing is now is a science is take 
So you can have that hair growing for the rest of your life that he's transplanted there, and it's your own hair. So it's the same color. Yeah. It grows at the same pace. It looks totally natural because guess why? Because it's your own hair. Yeah. So I was that was in 2003. So it's been that long since I had an unbelievable uh, work done by Dr. Leonard. And Matthew Lepresti is the other main surgeon there now. They're both awesome artists. Yeah. Dr. Leonard goes all around the world and lectures and talks to other people who do the same thing all over the world. Yeah, he's the guy that they listen to. He's one of the top guys in, in the entire on the planet. And uh, and it's and the, the fact is it's convenient. He's a New England guy, and his offices are all in New England. From New Hampshire down to Rhode Island, you, what, do you go, what do you want to do is go to HairDR.com, check out the locations, call the number 1-800-GET-HAIR, get a free consultation with Dr. Robert Leonard, because I'm telling you, firsthand experience, he's the very, very best. And now a spot about nudies from Pajama Graham. Dave Henderson. Here's Ben. <laughs> Here's ben. So Dave Moorhead. Dave, I pit, first game I ever saw, Jim Cott pitched for the Twins against Dave Moorhead. And Dave Moorhead actually beat Jim Cott at Fenway Park in the first game of doubleheader, my first ever major league game. And I was standing there screaming, you know, Moorhead, 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 the whole last three innings of the game. And all the other people around me were saying, why is that nine-year-old being such a little <laughs> disgusting piece of shit? David Thompson. <sighs> David Gilmore. See, Ooh, well, okay, okay, but I now like what you guys Floyd are suffering action. from is – Post stress, you 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 missed your opportunity to throw those down there. Yeah, you got to be quick. Yeah. and and the best thing is that is five seconds in between. If you don't come up with them in five seconds, then you're out, and and you you don't win that round. But we played Jimmy Stamos, the statistician for the Celtics back in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, we drove from Hartford to Boston Garden, the old Garden, and back. And we used the name John both ways. We stopped. We suspended the game when the game when the <laughs> basketball game was on. We got back in the car. He said, "Okay, John, we picked up where we left off." Three hours, uh, hour and a half each way. Three, almost three-hour game using the name John and the name game, and it's just unbelievable the pulls you get. Dave Cowens, see, mm. and they come to you too late though. You have yeah. to have them quickly. David Wesley, Dave, did you mention Celtics? So I was going through them. <laughs> uh, did someone say you already said David Gilmore? Yeah. Yeah. See the the ones that come to to you automatically, but you you, you got to sit there and think. You know, you got. After a while, and and if you re- if you get to the point where you have to extend the time a little longer than than five seconds, make it ten seconds or yeah, whatever, yeah. then you can really come up with some, especially That's, in a long yeah. ride where there's nothing else to talk about anyway. David Spade, Ooh. Yeah. see, yeah, see, do you want a uh, another joke? You have another one? Yeah, I got I got a couple more. All right, let's see. So I. I go to the party. I meet that couple, and yeah. uh, you tell them the joke about I, the Undertaker. Yeah, and they, they go, eh, "Okay, well, Winchester Cathedral." So then they say, "Thanks, <laughs> nice meeting you, Bill," and they walk away. You tell the elephant the, with the hard roll in the ass, and then I go over to the uh, the hostess of the party, which would be an elderly woman, uh, a little hefty, and she's been cooking all day. And what do I tell her? You know, you tell her this wife joke. Yeah, you say so. This guy's wife's missing, and the cops show up at his house, and they ask the guy if they could see a picture of his of his missing wife. He pulls out a picture of her. And the cops say, yeah, I was afraid of that. I'm sorry, sir. It appears your wife's been hit by a car. And he, the guy says, yeah, but she's really nice person and a great cook. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> All right, Jesus and Moses playing golf, right? Yeah. And this is timely for Hanukkah. Okay. 
Because Hanukkah starts uh, coming right in, up in three, two, three days. Yep. Because Moses was Jewish. Yep. And so was Jesus. That's what they say. So Jesus and Moses. Oh, these two Jewish guys are playing golf. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus and Moses. They're playing golf, and they get to this first hole, and uh, and Moses hits one right down the middle. You know, straight down the fairway, and and Jesus tees up his ball, and he hits this this pop up. Crappy shot, you know, like really short pop up, it's almost straight up in the air. And before the ball hits the ground, the skies open up, the heavens open up, and a golden eagle swoops down, grabs the ball before it hits the ground in his talons, flies all the way out toward the green, drops the ball, it hits a turtle right in the head, and rolls into the cup for a hole in one. And Moses goes to Jesus, he says, you're going to play golf or you're going to fuck around? <laughs> <laughs> Dave Chappelle. See? Oh. Now, he's going to be playing this all night. He's going to call me 3 a.m., <laughs> you know? He is. You know that. He's going to call me at 3 a.m. He's going to go, Dave Dravecki. <laughs> ah, good one. Lost his arm. <laughs> well, he wrote that book, Farewell to Arms. <laughs> you remember that? All right, so <clears throat> I'm thinking of taking uh, – Sensitivity training for men. Oh wait a minute, you are? Yeah. What happened? What I, happened? I, I, I mean, I, I don't mean I know to you be drive, like this. You're a Lyft driver. You know, maybe you get people in your car that you, uh, you don't know quite how to behave. Well, I mean, let me give you, give you some examples of why. And I, I googled it. What why should I'm trying to figure out should I take sensitivity training? Yeah. Yeah. So I googled it, and there's some reasons that you, that you should know you should take sensitivity training if you, if these things apply. Okay. <clears throat> I was explaining to my wife last night that when you die, you get reincarnated, but must come back as a different creature. <clears throat> she said she would like to come back as a cow. I said, you obviously haven't been listening. <laughs> yeah, that would be, uh, that's oh, like God. the, yeah. No, I mean, right? Yeah. Jokes to get you slapped by Mike Adams. Uh, my wife's been missing for a week now. The police said to prepare for the worst. So I had to go down to Goodwill and get all her clothes back. <laughs> Sensitivity training. Yeah. <clears throat> My son was thrown out of, a, out of school today for letting a girl in class give him a reach around. I said, son, that's three schools this year. You better stop before you're banned from teaching altogether. <laughs> <laughs> what? This is the A stuff. Oh. Come on. Uh a man calls 911 and says, I think my wife is dead. The operator says, how do you know? The man says, well, the sex is the same, but the, the ironing is piling up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do, you, uh, do you come up with these all by yourself, Mike? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, it's just, uh, Everything I come up with. Mostly the things I come up with by myself are mostly phlegm. <laughs> um, the, the, uh, my wife suggested I get one of those penis enlargers. Oh, so I did. Yeah. She's twenty five, and her name is Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, Come on, man. Dave Dewerson. Dave Dewerson. Uh, if only I could get five minutes between each one every time. <laughs> well, you see, you're taking your time. That's what's important. I uh, went to a local bar with my wife last night. The locals started shouting "pedophile." And other names at me just because my wife is 24 and I'm 50. And it completely spoiled our 10th anniversary. 
See, I, I don't like any joke where you have to do the math. <laughs> yeah. You know, it makes it less funny uh, when you have to do the math. Uh. I guess that's all. I mean, I got I got that's a million more of them, but I don't. I don't get any more jokes? Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> a holiday. Joke. Oh, I'm not going to tell them to you. Oh, no, I do. I, but I do have a lot. I thought more. you might have. A, you know, no, I have uh, a lot more. And now this commercial for Pajama Graham, starring Dale Arnold and his nudies. Uh, I don't have any more jokes, though. I'm all done. You mean that's it? I think so. Is it for the show? I I don't know. I mean, unless you guys got something. I mean, you got another Dave. No. Dave, let's think. Uh, right now, everybody who's listening how, to this did, thing, they come up with Dave's. Why didn't they think this? How did I come up with the first one that was David Suskind? That's kind of a weak pull, well, isn't yeah. it? Um, next week, we're going to have Jerry Thornton in here, and that's good because he always brings beer. Yep. And he's a really, really good guy. Yep. And we like him a lot, and we haven't seen him in a while, so it'll be good to have stand-up comedian, Barstool Sports contributor, yep. former WEEI host. Yep. And all-around great Irishman, what's his name? Jerry Thornton. Jerry Thornton coming in. David Duchovny. Shut up! David Schwimmer. David Bowie. Ah!